0: Let's talk about what lessons we found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to Leslie and Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Les Out, the podcast that really wants you to love yourself. From the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. And we are so excited to bring you season
1: two, episode five This is a Trans World with Mayrood. To those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. And if you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. And here is what's
0: happening this week. This week in the last um...
1: This week in the last is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise.
0: And this week, we have a lot of web series news, and you know us, we love Love our our queer web web series series so much. Um, So first of all, there is a brand new series that's going to be dropping tomorrow. It's called Same Same, Uh, and it is going to be following a group of three lesbians in their 20s, I believe, kind of navigating dating and life and love, Mm -hmm. and sounds like it's going to be right up our alley. So I'm super excited. Uh, You can check that out. actually... One of our previous podcast guests, Gabby Kirsch,
1: is going to be in the series. She's a uh, Yeah, she's one of the girls from Dapper Tomboy.
0: Nice. Very cool. So, absolutely check that out. Uh, we're super pumped about it. That will be out tomorrow. Um, there's also another series that we know that launched recently uh, called Recon. I think that's up on Facebook. They have uh, a number of episodes out by now, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely check that out. And... One of our favorites. Oh, the such a fave. The web series to end all web series
1: in my in my <laughs> mind. Barbell.
0: We're not biased. Or no, anything. we're not biased
1: at all. Love him so much. Barbell is starting their filming very soon, around
0: this time, for season two. Woo-hoo. Season two. I am so excited. Uh, if you have been waiting so impatiently the way we have been, uh, we are super pumped for that to be happening. And we have some very exciting news that I'm going to let Ellie share. Aw, thanks, Lee. I am Uh ridiculously excited because I will be producing some of the music for Barbell Season 2. Sick. (laughs) it's, It's super awesome. So you might not see Ellie, but you will be hearing... Ellie's very uh excellent delicate touch on yes. some of the music you will be hearing um, yeah my
1: production and I might be singing some background vocals on some tracks so you might actually <laughs> hear my voice pretty cool so there
0: you go keep your ears tuned definitely we cannot wait for uh, a release date but it is happening barbell season two it's coming you guys yes full of queer okay. goodness <laughs> uh that's this week in the listum back to you ellie and lee thanks ellie and lee this episode, we are super excited to be talking to May Rude. For anyone who does not know May, she is a Los Angeles-based bi-trans woman, a Latina, and a writer and speaker who focuses on trans representation, comics and cartoons, and gay pop stars. What a description. I love it. Hey, May, <laughs> thank you so much for hanging
1: Hi. out with us today.
2: I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, no, I love it. Thank you for having me. Of course.
0: And, and excited to be here a little bit again, right? Again. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, always happy to be here.
0: <laughs> we are happy to have you as many times as it takes to get this episode out there. So uh, yes. after a little bit of background for everyone who's listening. Um, we actually recorded an interview with May a couple weeks ago. And it's we are calling this the uh, comedy of errors of having May on Les Hangout. We have just had the worst technical issues with the audio that we recorded from this episode. So we do have the original interview and we are going to be playing that it actually starts a little bit into the conversation. And so what we want to do is lay the foundation of what we're talking about and explain what's going on instead of just dropping us in the middle of the first conversation that we had with May. So we're going to be jumping to that. Before we do that, yeah, let's jump in. Yeah, before we do that.
1: (laughs) Right? So we wanted to have May on because um, of the article that you wrote in Autostraddle about Mm -hmm. how to have lesbian sex with a trans woman
2: yeah yeah,
1: we love the yeah. article for our listeners who haven't read the article could you let us know just a few points a few of the main points that you made in the article
2: yeah um well so at autostraddle uh, we had this series called lesbian sex 101 that carolyn our nsfw editor was doing and i was like oh i'll write one about lesbian sex with a trans woman and so this has tips for like communication on what kind of words to use because mm-hmm. for a lot of trans women you don't a lot of trans women don't want to use like the traditional words for like AMAB genitalia. Yeah. And it just talks about like what, and you need to talk about what kind of things turn you on, what kind of things don't. Could I
0: actually have you explain what AMAB is for anyone who's listening oh, who doesn't Oh, absolutely.
2: Know what that means? That's assigned male at birth. Yeah. Um, it's like a more accurate way of saying like born a boy. Mm-hmm. Because, like, obviously, I wasn't actually born a boy, but the doctor did, right. like, say I was male when I was born. So that's just an accurate description for trans women as opposed to born a boy or born a man, something mm-hmm. like that, you know, which are both inaccurate and just, like, mean. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Also,
1: also, you talked <laughs> right. a little bit about other, like, other words to use. What other words do do you use or what other words are people comfortable using?
2: Yeah, well, so, like... Definitely. Um, a lot of trans women won't call their genitals like a penis. Mm-hmm. They'll some say like girl dick or some will uh, call it their clit. Mm-hmm. There are all sorts of words like that. Um, and then also instead of like blowjob, you can just call it like going down on your girlfriend or eating mm-hmm. your girlfriend out, mm-hmm. you know, but you can use yeah, kind of traditional inclusive terms. like lesbian terms because it is it's still lesbian sex you know it's still
0: down it's still yeah
2: (laughs) you're you're and you are you're eating your girlfriend out you Mm, know that's that's what you're doing so like language like that is super great
0: awesome
2: and then from there it goes on to like it had some practical tips for this isn't talking about penis and vagina penetrative sex or anal sex this is stuff with like a trans woman's genitals other than that, so it's like yeah. eating out your girlfriend or like hand stuff, and it has tips for for doing those. You know, uh, <laughs>
1: what are what are some tips?
2: Uh, well, so a lot of trans women our hormones make it so we don't get erections, or at least not full erections. Mm-hmm. So you need to handle it completely differently. You know, I talk about that in there. I talk about some specific tongue techniques that. Really great,
0: <laughs> amazing. It's a it's a lot of hands on, mouth on, practical hands on,
2: tips. tongue on, <laughs> yeah. finger on. Yeah, I love yes. mouth on practical
0: tips. Uh, mouth mouth on yeah. practical and tips. And then
2: it also I, I also talk about external prostate stimulation, which also yeah. uh, well, trans women have a prostate, which is called like the P spot because it's really similar. Like the orgasms feel really similar to like the G spot in uh-huh. mm-hmm. cis women. And you can access it externally through the perineum, like the space in between the testicles and the anus. For me, at least, it's a very similar... Like, it feels like penetration, but not like anal penetration. Like, it's very, like, gender euphoric for me, which is super great during sex, you know? Mm -hmm. To, like, feel great about your body while you're having sex. Like, that's amazing. So, uh, it's... Yeah. So, it's got (laughs) tips about that. And just, you know, overall tips for how to have a good time yeah
0: i think it also it covers a lot of just the importance of like communication you know yeah especially communication uh, is the
2: main thing yeah it is
0: and it's something i think especially for you know people who either are less familiar with trans issues in general Mm -hmm. or who are maybe like navigating that type of relationship for the first time you know i think it's just um always important to remember that like just like honest open communication yeah like uh, if yeah. you don't know what something means, if there are terms you're not familiar with, you know, just ask, mm-hmm. ask for clarification, be upfront about, uh about, you know, what you what you understand, what you know, or what you don't, you know?
2: Yeah. And like, to be frank, like, it can be, au- communication can be awkward, talking about sex, talking about what you want to call genitals. But like, right. also, <laughs> to be frank, sex is awkward. It's super yes. weird. <laughs> Like, if you think about it for a second, (laughs) it's like, whoa, what am I doing? This is the weirdest thing. Why? Like, why am I so into doing this weird thing that, you know? Right.
1: And I mean, communication is important for sex no matter what. Like, no matter who you're having sex with. Like, everyone likes something different.
2: Yeah. So if you you just think about it in the big picture, then, Mm. like, these awkward conversations are a lot easier, I think. And I
0: think it's not, you know it's not only a trans issue to say uh people prefer a different language absolutely
2: yeah like you themselves just... like
0: during sex like there's there are plenty of words for female body parts that i'm like do not ever say that in bed that will just be like a huge turn off <laughs> you for meet me. a girl
2: like, at the club and then you come home and you're like ooh, your clam trap is so wet like <laughs> oh. i think that would turn <laughs> off most people you know so you some gotta, people might
0: be super into that, in which people, case uh, might be like, good for yeah. you guys. Get in touch, we'll hook you up with each other. Um Yeah. <laughs> not, we're turning into me. a dating uh, podcast. Oh my God, we really uh, keep I are I love up. it. I love it so much though. We have some we have some listeners, May, who have been getting in touch uh front of it. And yeah. and we're sort I'm of like it. connecting them with each other via That's email terrific. and stuff. It's been really great. We're gonna start our own like matchmaking offshoot of Lessing Beautiful. Oh,
2: yeah. Beautiful. <laughs>
0: i was like what are we gonna call it i was like les we're match calling out. it let get together <laughs>
1: oh wow. let get together is way better this is why You're me welcome. and lee are a good team i'm like les match out
2: <laughs> you call it hanger like tinder but let's hang out hanger oh
0: yes oh my god i love it i like that well wow. yeah All it's right. it's been great so so there you go well if you are super into the term clam trap in bed uh, boy, do we bet we have a girl for you somewhere. <laughs> somewhere <laughs> we are flooded somewhere with in the wide world. Uh, yeah, from the clam droppers. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. So okay. So communication, uh, hands on, mouth on tips. Just a lot of good stuff in this article. Yeah. Uh, and I think that what really, what we really loved about it, what Ellie and I really thought was great about the article, and just in general, is there's not a lot of really good information out there like that kind of practical Mm -hmm. information yeah um for trans sex even just for lgbt yeah in general
2: absolutely
0: you know so i think having having things like that having resources we just thought it was really really important and i think really awesome to see stuff like that thank you um You know, so I think Autostraddle, that series in general, is Mm -hmm. great um, if you're looking for information like that. Yeah. Uh, And I think, you know, if there are there other things that you want to say about that or other places that people should go look for that type of information?
2: Um, Well, first in general, I just want to say, like, there's also so little, like, sex ed stuff that's focused on female pleasure. So, Mm, like, this whole series, Lesbian Sex 101, which is all focused on lesbian pleasure you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um so like all i all i think all of it's really super important also uh for trans specific stuff there's this zine called fucking trans women by nice. mira bellwether also honestly like i know like reddit is a huge mess and tumblr is a huge mess but like yeah. there are some like reddit trans channels or whatever i don't use reddit so i don't know what it's called i feel like an old person saying that
0: um, <laughs> it's okay that's like me and snapchat i'm like a yeah um, baby boomer when it comes to snapchat it's fine
2: but like yeah. genuinely like on like tumblr has some great trans people on it who are writing openly about their sex lives and giving great tips so awesome like as dangerous as they are reddit and tumblr do have some good stuff Awesome.
0: okay so with that that's the groundwork of what we're talking about and i think what we can do is we will jump us over to that initial interview and uh we will keep talking to may in the past whoa <laughs> that's pretty cool let's hang
1: out that's awesome we we obviously like it's we love the article, but you also did get some pretty strong backlash, right? Yeah. So yeah. how do you deal with that when that happens?
2: Yeah. Well, so uh, so like what happens? This happens like kind of often um, if you're a trans writer, a trans woman writer specifically, especially a queer trans woman writer. That sometimes the things you write will get put on Reddit or on other forums like that, um, and they get into the hands of two main groups, both. TERFs, trans-exclusionary radical feminists Mm -hmm. who are like super gender essentialist and are like, oh, trans women are really men and they're all rapists. And then also MRAs get a hold of it and like just other like conservatives who are like, oh, look at these special snowflakes, you know, right.
0: Um, You mean, you mean the internet, the internet gets its hands on it. Yeah. Okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I guess I said Reddit, so I didn't need to really explain, (laughs) (laughs) you know, these terrible guys get
0: right. get
2: a hold of it, but so then the uh, I got a lot of uh, messages sent to me saying I was a rapist for being like for wanting to force myself into women's spaces and force women to have sex with me, right. which I mean I like shouldn't even have to say it, but obviously the article is not at all about that, yes. and I'm right. not at all about that. You know, it's all consensual, enthusiastic, consensual sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I mean it's a lot of this writing is based on me and my girlfriend, you know? So it's like, literally it's about this happy, consensual, loving relationship that I'm in. And they're like, oh, this is all, these are all tips for rape, you know? And so it's just awful. right? Yeah. Um, and like uh, some, a lot of people sent hate to auto straddle, which I mean, it's thank you to my editors for like standing up and being like, no, we want to publish this important. Mm-hmm. We're going to yeah. make sure that, No matter what the backlash is, you're protected and, you know, because like they wanted to put it out there and that is great. Uh, But so to deal with it, I mean, honestly, like a lot of TERFs and uh, like transphobes are like terrible at Twitter. So <laughs> like they'll send like the <laughs> like the worst insults. Yeah, it's bonkers. So sometimes I would just laugh at how awful and ridiculous they were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, I mean, I've been doing this for years. So you know, like the first time I got the first time I was called a rapist was uh, like my second year working at Autostraddle. I think Ugh. I wrote an article saying that that people shouldn't fall back on biological sex because that's not the binary that we think it is either. No, not at all. I mean, like scientifically, it yeah. It's science, that's what the, art, the article was about. Science, yeah, right. Um, and then people were calling me How dare racist you for eight. that. How dare How you. You. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, there are intersex people also. Just it's based on literally. We say that like sex is based on chromosomes or you know anything else, but really it's literally just based on what your genitals look like at birth, what the doctor thinks they look like
0: how dare you rape their minds with facts like this <laughs> come on
2: it that like it that one like it really like hurt a lot cuz i've never been called a rapist yeah. before yeah but then knowing that they were calling me that because i said trans women are women and not like there was nothing about sex nothing about relationships nothing in the article um and so then i was i think that really helped me to realize quickly that these people don't have a point to make they're just shouting and hateful and sometimes ignorant sometimes they just disagree with facts i guess um but that helped me i think a lot to realize that there's nothing valid in what they're saying and then so now when i get it i can just let it slide off my back
0: Mm -hmm. yeah well because i mean what are you gonna do when it's like they're gonna call you a rapist but we still refer to brock turner as like college swimmer brock turner (laughs) right uh yeah okay sure
2: (laughs) like the president is a literal rapist right. and then like, they're like so oh bad. like and then they're like literally websites out there that are like well but they use my birth name um they're like blah 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 rude is yeah. a man who says he's a transgender woman and it uh-huh. writes about rape culture and things like that and like like there are these terrible yeah. websites that just like list trans women and uh allies to trans women so that you can go harass them it's it's pretty awful that's unreal
0: Excellent. But... so so i guess that sort of leads into another question which is uh you know you're saying people like people who support trans women um because I, I and i know you're saying like they, they're bad at twitter and they are bad at twitter uh because <laughs> and i remember i remember some of the backlash on there and uh Carolyn from uh, Diking Out, I think, was also like got sucked into this, you know, Twitter hole of like responding, responding to people and trying to get in into that mess and everything. Um, other than you know engaging with them poorly on Twitter, like what are things? What are real things that that like that we can do? Like people can do to help support in uh, situations like that where they're where like you're facing that kind of backlash and facing that kind of like just like vitriol being spewed in your general direction I mean it's horrible
2: yeah um well so uh definitely like having the friends that I have helped me so much um like I mean it was it was the biggest backlash I'd ever received for an article and so like I did like take some time off the internet like I mean it was just like a few days you know but uh but like I talked to my friends I talked to my girlfriend and all of them were just really not well so Uh, There's this thing, you know, where people, we used to talk about tolerance a lot. And, like, I've always hated it because, you know, like, it should be, like, acceptance instead. But then also there's...
1: Tolerate you is not a... Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But then uh, past acceptance is, like, affirmation. And I think that's a big one where uh, my friends and my girlfriend would be like, these people are obviously idiots and liars and... You're a woman, and my girlfriend's like, "I love having sex with you." Uh, one of my exes contacted me and was like, "I love that article." It was like it was super great." Yeah, <laughs> some of my other friends a lot of my friends like retweeted it. Other auto straddle people would say, like, "I'm glad that I work for a website where we promote this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This is what like real lesbianism and feminism and womanhood is." Yeah. And those that all those messages really were great for me. And then especially seeing uh, what really made the biggest difference was seeing on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and then people would also message me trans women and partners of trans women would mm-hmm. comment being like, oh, man, this is so great. These are so many great tips. I'm going to go try out tonight on my girlfriend or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, things like that. And just that—that's what I'm aiming for, you know. Like I'm aiming. I just want when I write, I want people. Well, I mean, like when I write about sad stuff, I guess I don't want people to be happy. But when I write, <laughs> I want to, people to like get that emotional connection, you know. I yeah. want like I'm not to, like, writing to from, like, engage
0: to have people like yeah, you know, mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah like a lot of the time I've been told that my writing is like not very like academic, hmm. um, which is purposeful because like I want to just make that like personal connection and I want it to be easy to access. I want it to be out there. And I like, I mean, honestly, another reason that I wrote this is so that trans girls out there who are like, Oh no, like I'll never have a happy sex life can find this and be like, Oh, it's possible. There are other trans women out there who have super great sex lives. There are trans lesbians out there who have super great sex lives. I can do that too. You know, like that's mm-hmm. yeah. what I want. So I want
1: so the answer is have good sex and that will
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> help us. Exactly. A lot. <laughs> I mean, I think that would solve a lot of the world's problems in a general sense, right?
2: Yeah. Yes. But also I mean, like, honestly, I do feel like I need to say like, but I'm not telling people to have sex with trans women. Because that's what all the, like, TERFs say that I'm saying, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, have sex with only the people you want to, only the people who want to have sex with you. Whether
0: whether they are trans or not. But also, yeah,
2: yeah
1: giving people the resources, whoever you want to have sex with, here are the resources to have good exactly, sex with those Exactly, that's
2: people. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, once you find the person or the people you want to have sex with, there should be information on how to have the best sex that you can. Yeah,
0: I love it. So while we're talking about how people can help with when there is backlash like that um i think the other side that's important to remember is you know it wasn't all backlash like did you have i think you talked somewhat about you know specifically people reaching out to like help kind of you know bolster you up through that but were there just general like other positive things of people reaching out and engaging with the article
2: like it was it like other than people reaching out like on the facebook comments uh and the article comments, people were just saying like, "Oh, this helped me so much." I'm um, yeah. a couple of my friends, like not related to the backlash. A couple of friends texted me and were like, "Oh man, this really improved my sex life. Thank you." That's, yep,
0: that's the dream, right? That's <laughs> it. I
2: know. I was like amazed. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And like some writers, I and like other like I guess like queer celebrities or whatever that I really respect, like retweeted it or like told me that they loved it. Like Tyler Ford. I was like, who I love and now I'm working with. Um, but awesome. Tyler Ford like, was like, this is so great. And I was like, thank you. Like, I love you, you know? I mean, honestly, there was way more positive feedback than negative. Yeah. It was just the negative all hit like the first like four days or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just piling up. But then after that, like, it's mostly been positive. That's great. Also just, yeah, uh, report turf accounts on Twitter. Just keep getting them deleted.
1: Does that work? Like, if you report them, will they get deleted?
2: Well, so it depends on what kind of insult they say. Because, like, if they... Well, and a lot of TERFs are also, like, racist. Um, Like, wow. It's
0: like they're not terrible in just one way. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly,
2: yeah. But so, like, if you... Because you can, like, report a tweet and then it says, like, add five more or whatever, or up to four more or whatever. And so, like, if you just look back, you'll find, like, anti-Semitic tweets and okay. ableist tweets and you're like oh okay i can just report these 5 tweets and then like i like honestly so many accounts that i reported got canceled after this happened after this article came out
0: yeah well that's a plus yeah cuz i would be surprised if twitter would would shut them down just for like you know specifically for being anti trans i mean having just gone through like we we just had the experience of trying to promote an ad and having twitter uh, deny our request for a while because of the word inappropriate lesbian. language. Cool. <clears throat> Cough. Cool. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, so <laughs> not, don't. don't so have, kind of, have to come Twitter. at it from another tack, I know.
2: <laughs> yeah, which I mean, again, like, really the, I mean, like, as awful as it is, it's a, we're lucky that turfs are just overall terrible people, because <laughs> the transphobia and transmisogyny isn't enough, usually, to get them banned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's,
0: it's like a different kind of intersectionality, right? It's like the intersectionality of, of terribleness. There you go.
2: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we wanted to get a little bit into our next section, which is all about, I think, getting comfortable with your body as a trans woman or as a, a, we've talked as a, lot a about human being, right? <laughs> because like yeah. all of us have some sort of thing that we are uncomfortable with with our bodies. But mm-hmm. specifically um, I wanted to ask you about body dysphoria. If you could tell, our listeners Mm -hmm. what body dysphoria is in general and then particularly how it's experienced in the trans community
2: yeah um so uh body dysphoria is really related to body dysmorphia which is a like or gender dysphoria is related to body dysmorphia um body dysmorphia is like when you don't see your body as the way it really is or you can't uh you just can't process like the way your body the way your brain processes how your body looks, it doesn't fit with reality. Um, but, and so with, uh, dysphoria, like a lot of it, it's a prof like profound uncomfortableness with, uh, specifically the like gendered aspects of a body. So like It can be facial or body hair. It can be genitals. It can be shoulders or height, whatever. Um, It's just like, for me, it manifested that like, honestly, if you ask me to describe what I looked like from like age 13 to 22, I can't really. I remember after I came out, uh, well, actually, it wasn't when I came. It was before I was all the way out. But like one of the times when I like got dressed up like in girl mode, you know, uh, to go to a party or something, like a costume party. I used to do that a lot. Go to costume parties as a girl, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but like I would do that, and I remember one of the time, one of the first times, like I like finish putting on my lipstick or whatever, and then I looked in a mirror and I was like, oh whoa, this is the first time that I've looked in a mirror, and like I'm like, oh that's me, mm-hmm. yeah. Like usually it's like before that it was I see this person and like I know that I'm moving them, but like oh, right. there wasn't a connection of self, you know, mm-hmm. like. It, that wasn't my face that I was looking at in the mirror. That wasn't like my body that I was walking around in. It just, it felt like I was wearing a costume and playing a role. And i like, oh man, I was honestly so bad at like pretending to be a boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I started reading men's magazines when I was 13 um, so I could learn how to be a man. Yeah. <laughs> and so some of the things I learned were only women and wimps wear sunscreen, so I didn't wear sunscreen oh for about a decade of my life. Oh my
0: wimps who don't like skin cancer. Yeah, <laughs> those, um, those sissies who don't who don't want skin cancer. Exactly.
2: <laughs> also, uh, men, real men, don't wear sandals, so I didn't wear sandals for about fifteen years. <laughs> things like that like well, that I would just like mishear something and be like oh okay that's how you be a man or I was like oh my dad loves fishing I'll get I was in fishing club for three years but I hate fishing wow. but I was like oh this way you know I'm acting like a guy and then mm-hmm. I was like my mom likes this other thing I can't like that like anything that my mom liked I was like no that's not yeah. for me
0: you're just building these boxes and little categories yeah and everything yeah
2: because like people could tell, you know, like the first time I got made fun of for or got bullied for like, quote unquote, being gay uh, was in kindergarten. Um, like I had long hair and people were calling me gay and a girl like other kindergartners were, you know. And so like and then it didn't really stop the yeah. bullying. Um, and like my parents, like 100 percent thought I was a gay guy. The whole time I was growing up, like, they would have conversations, like, since I was, like, eight years old, where my mom was like, okay, so I think May's going to come out this year. <laughs> um, and so, eight? like, you know, they were, yeah, like, when I was a little kid, they were like, okay. Like, starting then, like, every year, they would have multiple conversations about when I was going to come out. <laughs> um, but they had, like, no idea about trans stuff, mm-hmm. which, right. like, we'd been talking about because... Especially back then, there wasn't anything, you know?
1: When, can I ask, when did you come out? Oh,
2: yeah. Uh, not until I was, like, 24. hmm And so, well, I came out to my parents, I guess, when I was 23, and then publicly came out when I was 24. But, so, like, I remember my parents being like, hey, you know, it's okay, to, it's okay if you're gay. Like, we love you. That's great. There's nothing wrong with it. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, nothing but they, like, none of that, like, affirmation, like, made it through to me because, like, I didn't, well, so I identified as a lesbian for the first, like, three and a half years after I came out mm-hmm. um and didn't start identifying as a bisexual until recently. So, like, back then, I was like, well, I definitely only like girls. Yeah. <laughs> um And then they were like, and so it's just a lot of, like, they're very loving parents. But just, you know, since there wasn't this information out there, they just didn't really have a clue on mm-hmm. how to help.
1: Well, it's why it is so important that you're writing all of this stuff. Like, you're getting it out there.
2: I want to get it out there. So, that, yeah, so the next, like, eight-year-old who her or his or their parents notice that they are that they might be trans, you know, they have right. language to talk about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I also want to talk a little bit about, because I think anyone who follows you on, on any social media uh probably knows that you know like where you are now like you are feeling yourself <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? yeah like, how, what's the journey from from looking in a mirror and never seeing you to just like you know being happy being comfortable like with who you are with how you look like i mean that's something that you know plenty of women can't do and who haven't who haven't experienced mm-hmm. any of that
2: yeah, it's taken me, like, honestly, like, a lot of it was faking until I made it. Like, <laughs> fake it till you make it, I think, with some things is not so great. Like, But I think with uh, feeling good about your body, it is a really great thing. Like, it it's literally a huge part of how I did it. I, like, actually, one of the f- very first articles that I wrote mm-hmm. for Autostraddle was called, like, Trans, Fat, and Learning to Love Myself or something like that. Um And it was about how, like, the, well, because I'm, like, six feet tall, 350 pounds, um, I wear, like, a mm-hmm. size 22 dress, size 24 sometimes, yeah. you know, so, like, I'm very, and I'm, like, I stand out. I have broad shoulders, I have big hands, I wear, like, size 13 shoes. And so a lot of that tied into my dysphoria where I would, like, just be so, like, internally torn up about, like, why are my shoulders so big? Why do my hands and feet look like this? Why does my face look like this? Why, you know, all these things, like, I just fundamentally couldn't connect how my body looked to like a sense of self. And so once I came out, then I started developing that sense of self. And then really, it was about giving positive affirmations to myself. It was about I mean, a lot of it is posting selfies and being like, look how great I look, even when I wasn't so sure if I looked great. And then if you have good friends, they'll compliment you too. Like,
0: yeah, you'll get validation back and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: then also a lot of it is just being comfortable. You know, I feel like it's hard for anyone who is closeted about anything, like whether they're gay or trans or whatever. Uh, I feel like it's hard to love yourself and love your body if you haven't, like, embraced yourself, Right. you know?
0: I mean, it's hard just in general, like... Yeah, it
2: is. It's really hard.
0: We we as a society do not make it easy on anyone. I think Mm -hmm. especially we don't make it easy on women, and I think especially we don't make it easy on women who don't fit this really, really narrow mold of what is, you know... What is an acceptable woman? I mean, it's just it's nonsense, but we all kind of fall for it. Yeah, I feel like when,
1: like when I came out, one of my friends. I think I said this in in our first episode, but one of my friends was like, "Wow, like I love gay Ellie." She's like, "I hated straight Ellie." Like <laughs> she was like, yeah. "Straight Ellie, sucked. yeah, straight Ellie was hiding something, you know, straight and like yeah, even if exactly. No, like I wasn't myself, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah like boy may couldn't be a good friend because she was lying to a lot Mm -hmm. of people or lying to everyone about a lot of stuff, you know? Right. And so now that I'm out, it's well, and then honestly, a lot of it is also visibility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I, one of the things I love about the show Pose, Mm -hmm. it has so many like gorgeous trans women and specifically trans women of color, you know, and they're shown as being gorgeous, you know, it's like, look how amazing and stylish and beautiful and just like wonderful these trans women are even like some of them are you know some of them like don't necessarily pass all the time Mm um like whatever passing um but they're still portrayed as being beautiful and desirable and gorgeous and confident but they're also real people you know like there was the whole episode where candy was told she was too thin and she was like trying dealing with all that
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's, I mean, I, I have to say, I think it's It's important for people to know about it and to hear about it. Uh, I, I will preface with saying, like, this absolutely is not even in the same realm. But, like, it was really interesting for me having had the experience now of um, being pregnant for the past year. Uh, and not, I don't think I'd ever really realized, like, how much of my sense of myself like, how much it depends on, wh- on what you look like, you know, yeah. and, and, what, and yeah. what, what you're used to seeing when you look at yourself, and how, you know, like, as someone who had always kind of looked in the mirror and seen myself and been comfortable with, with, like, you know, that, what was looking back at me, and then suddenly it changed wildly,
2: um, Yeah, that
0: I just, man, I cannot imagine, like, it was, it was off-putting in ways that I don't think I had been really expecting, you know, um, yeah. um, to just feel like that sense that like connection was was suddenly more tenuous than what I expected it to ever be. You know?
2: Yeah. I mean, I haven't read it yet, but uh, the trans woman writer Andrea Long Chu, uh, she wrote recently a thing about how pregnancy and like trans surgery are like actually like very similar mm-hmm. in a lot of ways because you know the radical body transformations. Like this okay. is I'm th- these are not my ideas. These are hers. So like all credit to her. Go read that article but it was like they're radical body transformations that change how you look and also result in a completely new person yeah. yeah you know so like yeah no i think that there is a lot of similarity there interesting
1: i think well we talked to, we talked about being comfortable with yourself i think also like as mm-hmm. a i would say like you are a public figure right as <laughs> yeah. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, a, um, as a trans writer, editor, you, you put a lot of yourself into your writing. So how do you, you feel comfortable yeah. with yourself, but also getting to a point where you're comfortable sharing that in a really personal way with mm. the rest of the world? How do you get there?
2: Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Oh, that's, well, I think I'm a bad person uh, just because, like, I feel I'm really weird about mm-hmm. that, where, like, as a kid, like, the job I wanted when I grew up was to be famous because I wanted, like, <laughs> everyone to know about my life. Yeah. Like, and as a here little you kid. are. Yeah. You made it, then, man. You made it. Yeah, no, it, it blows my mind, honestly. Like, I was like, oh, I want to be, like, a famous writer. Um, But, and then, like, in high school, like, all that went away because I was like, no, I don't want anyone to look at me or know right. anything about me. Um, But then when I came out, like those feelings came back and I was like, and like, it's about that self-love. It's like, I love myself and I want other people to love themselves. And I want to make that connection with people. I want to say, hey, look, like trans women can be happy. Trans women can date lesbians and be happy. Trans women can be fat and be happy. Trans women can be tall. Trans women like I go into stores all the time and there's zero clothes that fit me both because I'm six feet tall and 350 pounds. But then also just because like my shoulders are broad, like they're not made to fit women's clothes. You know, some shirts fit me everywhere except the shoulders. But thanks to like good friends and a lot of therapy and I'm on antidepressants and like a lot, like years of work. Like I love myself, and I love where my life is right now, yeah. and that's what I want for every trans person. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, so do we. I feel like that, like my myself and Lee, like navigate this on a smaller scale. But like, I mean, we <laughs> we talk about our personal lives like every week, you know. And yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, I think the main thing is too, like, visibility is so much more important. Like it's it's not like about us, mm-hmm. you know. It's like.
2: Yeah, it's about the connection. Yeah. It's
1: about share. Yeah. When yeah, I yeah. say
2: that, I like feel like a huge asshole. Like, uh, <laughs> have you seen Almost Famous? I actually
1: haven't. I like know I know what it is, but no. Oh well, there's yeah. this gr-
2: there's this great Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous that's about being a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, but and at one point, the main character is interviewing the lead singer of a band, and he's like, "I just want to see that one person in the audience who's not having a good time, and I want to connect with them." And, like, just make them get off. And then, like, later, he's, like, reading back his words and he's, like, what is it? I sound like an asshole. I'm so, like, arrogant. But i like, so that's how I, that's what I think of every time. But then, But that's just what I want, you know? I want to let people know that they can, like, not saying that they can, like, they should be me. But, you know, I'm happy mm-hmm. and you can be happy, yeah. too. It
1: doesn't have to be, like, that and, like, specific like, thing. We but, share uh, similarities. We, we have yeah. We have healthy, like, positive lives. And maybe it's not always positive, but we have healthy, normal lives. And, yeah. And like, you also can.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you see, like, t- lots of happy people, but none of them look like you, mm-hmm. then it's hard for you to imagine yourself being happy. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. On- And that's and that's what we've been saying, too, especially having finished uh, having finished our first season uh, and then coming back now in season two that, you know, we were just uh, like blown away, I think. And, And what really touched us the most this whole time is always just hearing from from people who listen to the podcast and who reach out and say, hey, you know, I listen to you guys because that's me. That's my life, you know. Yeah, uh, I, exactly. I, I don't have a lot of queer friends to talk about this stuff with. And I get to to talk about it with you on the podcast, basically, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is. It's that 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 connection is really, I think, what what has been the most important part to us as well.
1: For sure yeah we're gonna segue into like a completely different
2: topic we'll right ha-
0: we'll talk about some lighter. We're gonna do like some lighter fluffier for the ending for, for, <laughs> do for it. everyone yeah. who's made it to this point I guess. yeah
2: everyone who heard me talk about being called a rapist and hating <laughs> right,
0: exactly right. now let's talk about yes. some... <laughs> now the payoff is uh, you write about comics a lot so we want to talk real quick uh, about some like queer comics stuff. What are some of your favorites? well so so we asked this uh, in that initial interview and uh, we were totally unprepared for the next 10 minutes I'm gonna say of <laughs> of May uh, listing comic names for us. There are just so many amazing comics out there uh, and so many that recommendations that she had to make. Uh, so it was it was really impressive uh in in that initial interview, I described it this way. I feel like when you watch a magician who's just like, pulls like just keeps pulling like keeps pulling the handkerchief out of their sleeve and it's just like this endless stream i'm just in awe i'm like sitting here in awe it really is yeah this is amazing
2: i mean right now um i'm visiting my friend hazel hazel new they're a great comics creator they're also an editor um they make a lot of their own comics they've got this one called no ivy league but then also they have edited some com- or some uh, comics anthologies like uh, mm-hmm. Chainmail Bikini, and they did recently one for Planned Parenthood. Um, also, uh, Molly Ostertag, who does the art for Strong mm-hmm. Female Protagonist with Brennan Lee O'Malley as the writer. And then she also wrote the book, it's a graphic novel, The Witch Boy, about like sort of gender non-conforming boy um, yeah, it's so good. And, like, it's for young children, you know, so it's so great.
0: So we will have uh, those kind of recurring throughout the rest of the season. Um, we will have May back on to read more comic names at you uh, for suggestions of things to check out. So with that being said, uh, let's dive right back in to the interview. I think it might be time Cue and for queuing. I'm ready. Queue. And. and, and all right. Okay. So, if if you've heard q and Gay before, we'll, we just have some simple questions. We'll, you get to answer them, and then we will put them up on our Twitter uh, so that our listeners can answer as well. So, question one, q and Gay, uh, You've written for Autostraddle about Disney Channel original movies, which mm-hmm. are near and dear to my heart. Um, so, which one of these Disney Channel original movies is the gayest of them? Oof. Out of oh, man. double-teamed. Oh. Cadet, Cadet Kelly, Motocrossed, oh. or Xenon, Girl of the 21st oh.
2: <laughs> oh man. I mean like oh. double teamed, I think, is maybe too obvious because it's, you know, women I mean, all, basketball. All
0: of them are a little bit though.
2: All of them are super <laughs> obvious. But you know, I'm but I'm trying to work through so uh and Cadet Kelly, I think. Oh, man, can I kill you so gay, though? <laughs> oh, but I think I'm going to have to go with motocrossed just because uh, it's it like, has. well, and I mean, partially, honestly, because like I remember like very early, I mean, not like super early, but like when I was like a kid, a lot of my first female crushes were on like mm. butches. Yeah. And my like guy friends didn't understand that at all. Um, like I'd be like, oh, look at this WNBA player, and they're like, <laughs> what? Um, but and so I think that showing that female character with the short hair and like doing sports, oh, like yeah. a oh, yeah. guy right. sport, like I that just I think that really me. So I'm going to go Good with call, that. Okay, Good call.
1: fair enough. All right, you there's a theme to these Q and gays things that May has written about. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> amazing. So
1: what is your favorite Glee ship? All right. We have oh. A Faberry, B Pesberry C Britanna, D Quintana.
2: Oof. Well, so okay. So I mean, obviously, Britanna is like super important, and like that. I mean, they were the reason why I watched the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I was on Tumblr, and someone posted a GIF of like a GIF site of that scene where from season one, where it's like, if. uh Having sex with someone is dating them than Santana and and I are dating. Like that. I watched the next week. So I was like, whoa. Nice. Nice. But got to go with Rachel and Quinn. Mm. Like, I used to read so much fanfic of them (laughs) when, oh man, when just there's so many parts when they go in and Rachel like broke her nose and she's thinking about getting a nose job. And she's like, Oh, yeah, I want to get Quinn. Yeah. Cause Quinn is the most beautiful person. Yep. And uh, Which, when I mean,
0: fair. <laughs> she, yeah.
2: it's, Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> and then like uh, when Rachel was almost going to marry uh, Finn and Quinn was like, are you sure you want to marry him? And like, she emphasized him. Yeah. and it was like, whoa, this is blowing my mind.
0: It's always yeah, or or when Rachel, or when Rachel couldn't get married without Quinn there. I mean, whatever. it's fine. No, oh uh,
2: yeah, no. So that's what I got to blit. I that, I got to break my heart. It's honestly go like I, the- I, go I added like uh, so I have a playlist that I'm listening to, and I added like 15 Glee songs to it today. My girlfriend <laughs> no. is very annoyed by how much I we, talk about Glee.
0: We can trade for Barry fanfic, May. It's fine. It's good. I I, just, I also want to say the first iteration of this question included Finchel as an option, but like who's ever Finchel? Blah. Okay, okay, let's let's not even get into it. Uh, question three. Question three. What is the best track on Hayley Kioko's new album? Out of <laughs> Out of Feelings. What I need. Sleepover or Curious?
2: Oh man, this is.
0: I know these are. We're yeah, not going. Oh, <sighs>
2: you're not. Is,
0: we're, we're bringing the heat with these questions.
2: <laughs> well, so, okay. Sorry, It's hard that I need to, like, talk through these answers.
1: No, it's okay. That's why we, like, say them. Because we, yeah. we want to have a little bit of discussion about them, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well,
2: so, definitely curious. Like, well, so, when I first heard the term Big Dick Energy, I was like, oh, that's Haley Kiyoko yes, yes. in yes. Curious. Oh, my oh, gosh. Like, that's just what the music. that means. Yeah, the music, yeah, the music video. Oh, yes, yes. man. Yes. Like, just, <laughs> oh, that video is just incredible like when that video came out every guy who's dating a girl was like oh no Haley Kiyoko just stole my girlfriend (laughs) everyone um and, she did. and she, did. She, did. she did. She did. And I love feelings because it's so. I mean, it's, I'm very much about feelings. You know, like mm-hmm. I talk about my feelings all the time, and I care way too much. You know,
1: I over communicate yeah. too much. Like,
2: I literally, my motto. As, exactly. Literally, As lesbians, yeah. we understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I have to go with what I need because, Ooh. for me, the Kalani feature is like yeah. the song of That's the summer. It. Um, I don't know if you've heard the song Playing With Me by Kyle featuring Kalani, mm-hmm. but she has this just great verse where she's just like, girl, why are you playing with me? Or no, it's like, hey, why are you playing with me? You don't even like girls. Yep. Huh? And she laughs in it every time it kills me. But and so just, I think it's the year of Kalani, mm-hmm. like, and uh, Haley uh, Kiyoko is lesbian Jesus. Kalani, I think, is like queer. Holy Spirit.
1: Yes. <laughs> Who's the third uh-huh. in the Trinity, Janelle Monet?
2: Oh Janelle yes. Monet. Yeah, Janelle Monet. Monet oh, is the oh, father. Yes. Is the daddy. Absolutely. Yes. That's it. So Janelle Monet is the daddy. Amen.
0: That the queer the queer Trinity is right
2: there. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. How, how has nobody love made this? That has to exist on the internet.
2: I hope so. If it
1: doesn't, yes. make do you, it we're making okay. it immediately. There you go.
2: Love it.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I love that. <laughs> queer holy trinity (laughs) all right on to our next question because we have to keep moving but okay favorite sex act and these are like specifically pretty general a hand stuff b mouth (laughs) stuff c front stuff d butt stuff oh
2: gosh oh this is well see my answer is e like middle stuff okay <laughs> like Ooh. that it doesn't it's not really a thing for non-trans women so as a trans woman one way that you can access the prostate is through external stimulation in the perineum mm. uh like the space between like the genitals and the anus okay, um so we need an and an
0: i know I've, i i think
2: and it's just like mind-blowing like it it's these like whole body uh sorry i lost another word orgasms <laughs> how do you forget
0: that word sorry. Don't the orgasms. i don't know how i Neither forgot that yeah no
2: i know on. i was like Bing. uh but so it's these whole body orgasms that just like shake you and then also i love it because it like relieves a lot of dysphoria mm-hmm. because like it's yeah. like being penetrated but it's not anal sex and like yeah. it yeah. doesn't have anything to do with like my penis and my girlfriend is really great at it. One time she made me come so hard that I threw up. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. Like, I was like, can we, can we, just... like,
0: bat down to her? Yeah, that's Yeah, amazing. no,
2: she's amazing. Oh
0: my God, that's amazing. So there you go. Middle stuff. Op- secret option, secret option E. Okay. Question five, last question. Uh, who is your favorite trans actress out of the following? Uh, Laverne Cox, Jamie Clayton, Jen Richards, or India. Monty? Oh,
2: also, you're are you like trying to get me in trouble? I know some of these people. Oh. <laughs> like, but oh man, but I have to pick. Or right now, like, okay, when That's I watched true. the first I mean, episode of, identity.
0: there's not a, yeah, they're
2: all amazing. They're all amazing. I mean, like, obviously, like Laverne Cox. I remember when Laverne Cox was on. Uh, I want to work for Diddy on MTV in like 2000 and something. It was, like, a reality show on MTV, and that's where I first saw her. And, like, so I've been following her career for years, you know, like, before years before she was on Orange is the New Black or anything. Um, Jamie Clayton. I mean, also, she was... Uh, so there was this show called Transform Me um, on VH1, where it was... In, this was, like, 2007 or something, uh, where it was Laverne Cox, Jamie Clayton, and I think Nina Poon. And they, were like... It was sort of, like, Queer Eye right for the Straight Guy, but with these three trans women. Oh, my God, And then they would help, like...
0: How did I not know about that? Because it was
2: like only lasted for a year. Like, there was this weird time when MTV and VH1 kind of had a lot of trans people in like 2005 through 2007. Because there was also a trans woman on a season of Real World, and there was a trans woman on making the band. And so just there was, and uh, Laomi Maldonado, who does choreography for Pose, and she's a legend in the ballroom scene. She had a dance crew called Vogue Evolution on uh, America's Best Dance Crew. So, like, these were all like, within like three years. And I was like, whoa, who are all these trans people? This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, And then Jen Richards is just like, amazing. Her story was great. She's going to be so great. She has like a huge future, like, yeah. oh, man. yeah.
0: I think the uh, the answer for always for our Q and A's all of the is, above. There's no but, there's no mm-hmm. wrong answer. There's not a wrong answer unless we had included Finchel, in which case Finchel is the wrong answer. Uh-huh. Lee, I get it. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no, absolutely, they're all fantastic. All right, and remember,
1: you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q and A questions on our Twitter at LesHangoutPod.
0: Um, so can you also tell all of our listeners, May, where they can find you? Where can they follow you on social medias, on other things? Yeah,
2: um, I'm at Mayrude, M-E-Y-R-U-D-E, um, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, You can also go to Mayrude.com. That has a bunch of links like, my writing and, uh, how you can contact me. And also it has links like my Instagram and Twitter, I'm not really on, like, other social media, I guess. I'm not, I'm too old.
0: <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'm, right, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you.
2: Um, if you uh, want to see more of my writing, you just check out them.us. That's where I'm doing most of my writing now. But then also, like, I've been doing stuff for other places, which I'll tweet out whenever I write for places.
1: Great. So the best place to follow you really is Twitter. That's, like, the most... Twitter, yeah. Like, where people will find the most information. Like, most up-to-date stuff. Cool. And uh, May will also be doing an Instagram story takeover on the Les Hangout Instagram. So in answering any of your questions.
2: Amazing.
1: <laughs> amazing.
2: Amazing with an May in it.
1: Yes. It's am- oh, my gosh.
0: Why <laughs> oh don't we God. title this episode yes. Amazing?
1: We, we failed, failed. Re- we
0: failed re- on everything we re-
1: recording the whole the whole intro. Oh no just the whole <laughs> we intro that's redo it. the start at the top yes. strap everything well thank you so much for hanging out with us may this was a yeah, wonderful thank you so much yeah
2: i had a great time
1: let me
0: hear you say hip, 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 yeah. we love hearing from all of you we love this community and we love the community that's been building on our facebook groups on our patreon groups Um, So we just want to shout out some of our favorite things that have been happening with those uh, every episode, starting with
1: Jerry, who emailed us this amazing side-by-side comparison of Haley Kiyoko and Leonardo DiCaprio from Romeo and Juliet. And when you see them next to each other in those little, uh, what do you call them, Uh, Hawaiian Hawaiian shirts, shirts, like they are the exact same person, both daddies. Same, same, same. And we didn't write this down, Lee, but we need to talk about this. I just thought about it. We need to give an update on Alden.
0: Yes. Oh, my God, we do. So uh, some of you may remember when we released our motocross episode, we mentioned that we had heard from uh, a listener, Alden, who was in uh, Oklahoma City and did not have a lot of community, queer community out there. And so we just want to say thank you. And we have been so having just a blast with some of the people who have reached out to us to say that they're also in that area and that they are also looking for community. And we've been able to connect some of you. Um, And it just makes us so happy.
1: I know. And also the like crazy hopeless romantic in me wants this to be like sleepless in Seattle, but lesbian version. (laughs) And then we can officiate the wedding. That's all.
0: Yes. Oh my God. So there you go. (laughs) We love it. Um, And we just, yeah, it's, it's been a blast. We've really enjoyed that. So, Thank you so much to everyone who has reached out to us. Uh, It's been, we've just really enjoyed seeing that happen. And it's nice that we know people are out there finding each other and, and forming community and finding friends and possibly more. So there you go. That's been awesome. Uh, and as always, we want to take an opportunity to shout out our top tier lesbian Jesus patrons. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Heavenly Choirs sing for all of you. Yes. Um, So thank you so much uh, over and over and over again. We cannot say it enough to Amy and Ellen. Kayla Kelly. Lizette Stye.
1: Tanya Ferguson.
0: Jess Klaus.
1: And Danny Griswold.
0: Thank you, guys.
1: Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod.
0: You can send us an email at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Or
1: check out our website at leshangoutpod.com.
0: Make sure that you subscribe on iTunes or on whatever podcast app you use, and that way you make sure that you get new episodes when they come out.
1: And we are also going to be posting every Thursday on our YouTube channel this season. We have been posting on Wednesdays. We're switching around to Thursdays. We really appreciate you guys being patient with us while we figure out all this YouTube stuff. But we want to keep making content for you, so we are going to be posting every Thursday. Make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash pod.
0: If you want to help support the podcast, there's a couple different ways you can do that. Um, One of them is totally free and totally easy, which is to go uh, find us, rate us, and review us on iTunes. Uh, A, we love reading reviews. B, it helps other people find the podcast.
1: And another thing that is not free but is wonderful (laughs) is Patreon. And we have really built our Patreon community this year and are loving – we're really loving growing it. So we would love for you to become a part of that at bit.ly slash Patreon. You get a lot of cool perks. You get uh, free downloads of our Les Central songs, free downloads of our Renegade covers, which we just started on YouTube, and also our Facebook group, which is, I think, one of the best things for us because – you guys can create your own community there, and we can help you facilitate that. So we have loved getting to know you guys, and hope that more of you will join.
0: You can also check out our merch uh, at bit.ly/lesshop. Get some t-shirts, get some mugs. Uh, A, you get to rock some cool Les Hangout swag. And also, that way, when someone comes up to you and is like, hey, where'd you get that awesome t-shirt? You can be like, let me tell you about this fantastic podcast that you should listen to. So that is another great way to help support us. Um, and send us pictures. We love seeing you guys wearing wearing the shorts and, and rocking all of that stuff.
1: And because October is, I feel like, Christmas for gays with Halloween. <laughs> uh, we have, we love Halloween. I, I love, so yeah, true. we really do. Like, the gays in Halloween is just, I love it. Um, we will be having a special spooky gay Halloween design. So check out that and um, get it rocket, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow us individually, the best place to find me is on Twitter and Instagram at LSH Foster.
1: And the best place to find me is at Ellie Brigida on Instagram and Twitter.
0: And with that, I'm Lee. And
1: I'm Ellie. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon.
0: Let's hang out! Ow. Ow.